This is KMTT, Kimitzion Titzei Torah. Today's Tuesday, weekly shiur on Ramban Ala Parsha. And today's shiur is dedicated the Srutah Torah, Limud Torah Barabim of today's shiur is dedicated for a Rufuah Shalema for Chaya Feida Bat Tzipora Shemishlach La Rufuah Shalema La Ramach Gidea Shasa this week is Pashat Mishpatim, and we're going to speak about today, rather unusually, among other things, a comment of the Ramban to a Pasuk in Mishpatim, a comment which doesn't actually exist. And today I would like to expound on that Ramban. Obviously, you're asking yourselves, I hope, how am I going to do that? Wait and see. But we start with a Ramban, uh, the beginning of the Pasha. Pasuk Vav. Talking about the Eved Ivri, who doesn't want to leave when his term is up, the six-year term. What's known as an Eved Nirzah. And so he he then stays for Adai Yovel, it says Olam in the Pasuk, forever, which is till the end of the 50-year Yovel. But in order to do that, he's taken and a hole is made in his ear. And the Pasuk says, Adonav el Elohim. His master brings him when he requests, doesn't says he doesn't want to leave, his master brings him El Ha-Elohim. And the meaning of that is to bring him to Beddin. The word Elohim here means Dayanim. For instance, in the uh, Tagum, Tagum Unculus, to the, uh, to the Pasuk, um, it says, V'yakrivinei ribonei lekadam Dayanaya. The word El Elohim is translated by Unculus as Dayanaya, the Dayanim, the judges. Rashi says it means Lebedin. That's that's that that, that is the correct interpretation. Rabban will not have will not disagree with it, but he has to understand why the word is used nonetheless. So the Rabban says, quotes Rashi, Lebedin. And then he quotes the Ibn Ezra, why are the Dayanim called Elohim? Amar Rabbi Abraham, The judges are called by the name which we use to mean God because they uh, carry out, or they enforce the laws of God. So they're called, so to speak, in, in quotation marks, God, Meaning they represent God. They're his, they're his enforcers. They're his agents. So God is behind making the laws. The laws are the laws of God. Therefore the judges are the judges of God. Therefore they're called for short Elohim. Not a bad shot. The word then would mean representing God. The Ramban disagrees. 
He doesn't actually disagree. He thinks it's not a bad pshat. He doesn't have anything bad to say about it. He just thinks he has a better pshat. Ule da'ati. Yomar ha-katuv v'gishor Adonav el Elohim. Ad Elohim yavor dvar shnehem. Later on in the pasha, again, the term is used to mean dayanim. And there it's quite clear. People having an argument. Ad Elohim yavor dvar shnehem. Asher yashiun Elohim yishalem shnayim l're'ehu. There, the matter, the dispute should be brought to Elohim, and he who is found uh, liable by Elohim will will pay damages. It's clearly talking about the Dayanim. So the Raman says that the, the pasuk uses these terms lirmoz to hint to us ki haElokim yia imahem bidvar hamishpat who yatzdik vehu yarshia. The man says that the word means Dayanim. Okay, but why are Dayanim called by this term, which obviously in its proper use means God? And the answer is because, in fact, when human beings sit in judgment, God is with them. In acts of judgment, in acts of justice, God is with the Dayanim. Who yatstik v'hu yashiyah? The, the last four words I read are very significant. You might interpret the idea, and I think often had, oftentimes it's been interpreted this way by other commentators as, uh, God helps. When, when one does acts of judgment, so there's shechina in the room. It's a holy moment. Sort of a metaphor to say, okay, you know, we, we feel very special about it. Similar to when the Gemara says, if three people learn Torah, shechina imahem. The presence of God is there. Ramban says, no, it's a bit more than that. God is with them, not in the courthouse, but in Bidvar HaMishpat, in the act of judgment. Hu yatzdik vehu yashia. He acquits and he finds guilty. When the judges say, guilty, innocent, liable, etc., it is God who is speaking. So maybe he doesn't really mean it. Maybe the man is still being a little bit exaggerated. After all, it's only a remez. Maybe it's just an idea, but not to be taken overly literally. The man continues with other psukim. V'zehu shamar asher yashi'un Elohim. Psuk I quoted before. V'kach amar Moshe. In other places, it's not at that unusual usage. Psuk from Dvarim, Pasha Dvarim. Ki mishpat. Leilohim hu. Moshe Rabbeinu is warning, giving instructions to the new judges who he's appointed. And he says to them, you have to do a good job. Ki ha-mishpat leilohim hu. Because judgment belongs to God. V'chach amar Yehoshaphat. V'suk from Devrei HaYamim. Ki lo la'adam tishpotu. Ki la'shem. Ve'imchem bidvar mishpat. You aren't judging for man, but for God. Who is with you in your justice? which is usually quoted, God stands in the community of God, and in the midst of God, He judges. In the midst of the congregation of God. He, God, judges. 
כי אלוקים הוא השופט. There's a congregation of God, that could be the judges, human judges, we're human beings, but in the midst of those human beings is God, and He is doing the judging. וכן אמרו, ועמדו שני אנשים אשר ידהם הריב לפני השם. When you have a dispute, it says, go before, there it says, Hashem, Yudkevavke, not Elohim. And now the line that I've been waiting for. Okay, we got the general idea? When, when the court judges, the Pasuk calls the judges by the name Elohim, not because they represent God, but because, I'm afraid to say this, because they are God. Or when they speak, God speaks. They're not enforcing his laws. They're expressing his literal judgment. And now the Ramban ends, adds, וזה טעם כי לא אצדיק הרשע על הפירוש הנכון. And this is the explanation for the Pasuk, כי לא אצדיק רשע, according to the correct interpretation. So you're really wondering what he means. What is the wrong interpretation? What is the correct interpretation? What's the point of this Kilo Atzdik Rasha? This Pasuk, Kilo Atzdik Rasha, is found in this week's Pasha. Perich Gimel, Pasuk Zayin. Midvar Sheker Tehak V'naki V'tzadik Al Taharog Kilo Atzdik Rasha. The word Elohim does not appear in this Pasuk. That's why it wasn't quoted beforehand. The man says, once you realize based on all those psukim which call judges by the name Elohim, that Elohim is in the judgment, now you understand the correct interpretation of the Pasuk that says, Middavar Shaker Tirchak. Distance yourself from any connection, any word of deceit, of lies. Nakib Tzadik Al Taharog Kilo Atzdik Rasha. Do not kill the innocent or the righteous, for I will not justify the evil man. What does the Pasuk mean? So first of all, what you say, let's, let's, take, let's take a quick look at the Ramban over there, and we'll see how the Ramban interprets the Pasuk. There is no Ramban on this Pasuk. There is no commentary in the Ramban on this Pasuk in Mishpatim Chav Pasuk Zayin. And therefore, I would like to explain what the Ramban in, the Ramban I began to read, Perik Chaf Alif, Pasuk Dalid, is saying is the correct interpretation of this Pasuk in Perik Chaf Gimel, Pasuk Zayin. In other words, I believe that I've discovered, I'm sure not the first one, but I've discovered a new commentary of the Ramban on a Pasuk, which Ramban never actually wrote explicitly in the right place. What does the Pasuk mean, V'nakibet Tzadik al Tarog? Rashi explains, based on Chazal, that the Nakibet Tzadik are two different kinds of people who have uh, finished their trial. Minayin li Yotzei Hayav. A person was in, on trial in Bet Adin and he, and, he, and he lost. He was condemned. He was found guilty. V'yamarechad, and then somebody who, who is aware of the trial, reads about it in the newspaper, he, he thinks of something which can help the guy after the trial is already over. So, is it too late? No, you 
retry the case because there's new information. That's what it means, Naki Al-Tarog. The Naki is someone who is really innocent, but you're going to kill him. Why would you kill an innocent person? Because he's been condemned by the court. But you know he's really innocent. Make sure he doesn't get killed. Naki Al-Tarog. If he's really innocent, it doesn't make a difference that there was a, 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 a judgment in place against him. It was a mistake. So if he's really Naki, if he's really clean, Naki means he's really uh, uh, blameless. Make sure he's not killed. Send him back to court and do it again. He is free. He is uh, unblemished. Blameless. And should not be judged to death. Now what is, so that's, that's what's the tzaddik al-tawak? It says the innocent and the righteous should not be killed. What's the righteous? This was, this was the innocent. Naki. He is blameless. Make sure you don't kill him. What is Tzaddik Al-Tarog? That's the opposite case. A person who was uh, acquitted in court. But someone knows more information or some point which could lead to his conviction. So that we send him back and try him again. This is what's known in American law as double jeopardy. The answer is no. Even though you know that he's really guilty, but he's been found innocent in court, you don't send him back. Naki means that he's really innocent. Tzadik means that he's been hutzdak. He's been acquitted. So if he's if he's Naki, don't send him back to kill him. And if he's Tzaddik, he's been acquitted, don't kill him even though he's really guilty. To this the Pasuk adds the reason, Kilo Atzdik Rasha. What does that mean? You shouldn't kill these people. You should either retry the first one or not retry the second one because Lo Atzdik Rasha. So Rashi explains, Kilo Atzdik Rasha. I will not, who's speaking? God is speaking. I will not acquit the evil. It means, it's going on the second case. Tzadik al-Tarog. A person who's been found innocent, you cannot retry him in order to find him guilty. This might be bothering you. It means we've just let a murderer out onto the streets. Why don't we do something? You know, a constant theme and tension in any judicial system. We don't, of course, want to convict the innocent, but we also don't want to acquit the guilty because you're letting criminals out onto the street if you acquit them. So we did the best we can, and he was acquitted, but now we have new information. Shouldn't we try him again? Torah says, no, you're very much bothered by that. The answer is, don't worry about it. Kilo atzdik rasha. The fact that you can't kill him, that doesn't mean that I can't kill him. I won't let him get off. Don't worry. You have a certain system and you have to follow the system and, 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 and we don't try him again. But don't let it bother you. There will be no harm to society because I will not acquit the evil. You've acquitted him because you're only human. You make mistakes. I will not acquit him. 
And I have many ways. Li shluchim harbei lahamito b'mita shenitchayev ba. God says, I have many agents, many different ways for him to meet the fate that he is supposed to meet. Okay, that's Rashi's explanation. Kilo atzdik rasha. I will not acquit him. So even if you have acquitted him, I'll get him tomorrow. His fate is sealed, one way or another. And that's the pshat that's quoted in almost every mafresh that I know of. As I said, Ramban has no comment on this pasuk. But Ramban that we read said that when the judges judge, God judges in their midst. And that's why the judges are called Elohim. Who yatzdik vehu yarshia? He said at the beginning of his comment, he will acquit and he will convict. And then he says, v'zetam kilo atzdik rasha al haperush hanachon. Al haperush hanachon means that there is another interpretation which is incorrect, but this is the real. What I've just told you now will explain to you the correct interpretation. Now we know the Ramban obviously knew Rashi. Everybody knows Rashi. He always quotes Rashi. So the man says, Allah he means as opposed to the accepted and standard interpretation, which, which is Rashi's interpretation. So it doesn't mean I will get him afterwards. What does it mean? I think it's clear what the man is saying. And indeed, it is a, an awesome interpretation. A little scary. The man says there's a principle that when the judges judge, God is the one who's doing the judging. This has ramifications for the judges. They should be much in awe of what they're doing and take it seriously, etc., etc., etc. But it has another implication. As If someone has been, as Chazal explained, if someone has been acquitted by a court... And you, you're in a witness, you, you know some information. Should you initiate a retrial? Will society agree to a retrial? No, 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 no. He's been let off. We don't try him again. But you're saying, what about the criminals loose on the street? Answer. Kilo atzdik rasha. Not that I will get him later. But the court that acquitted him I acquitted him. Who yatzdik vehu yarshia? The psak of a properly constituted bedin is the psak of God. In some mystical manner, God was actually there. Elohim nitzab ba'adat el. Who yatzdik vehu yarshia? You can count on me. I don't acquit guilty people. So it doesn't mean don't worry. You know he's guilty. We'll get him later. It means don't worry. You think he's guilty. If the court acquitted him, he's really innocent. Courts do not make mistakes in this manner. Not real courts. You'll say... But aren't they only human? How can you guarantee me the court doesn't make a mistake? Are the courts not human? The answer is no. The courts are not human. The courts are God. 
In other words, the Ramban is saying that there are no mistaken acquittals. I would assume that there are no mistaken acquittals, and it's a kosher game. There are surely no mistaken convictions. Ramban is saying that the Pasuk says to the Jews, if someone is acquitted by a court, don't let it bother you. There's nothing to worry about. Even if you think he's really guilty and you have information, can't be. Kilo atzdik rasha. I don't make mistakes. According to Rashi, the pshat is, I don't let them get away. And according to the Ramban, it's the other way around. I don't make mistakes. And the psak of Betin was me speaking, God speaking. And therefore, we have nothing to worry about. This pshat of the Pasuk is, is very, very interesting. It's a very interesting pshat. First of all, in terms of pshat of the Pasuk. The point is a really interesting point. This is why I emphasized in the beginning that I don't think the Ramban is speaking metaphorically. It's not merely an idea that judgment is a very holy occupation, which I, I think was more or less what everybody else would have interpreted the, the sources which Ramban is quoting. Uh, it means that uh, there's a certain Kedusha that, that attaches itself to Beit Adin. So you can say this a little bit more literally, but less literally, but to draw from that the conclusion that courts are more or less infallible is an astonishing conclusion. And that's why I emphasize that Ramban says it, he means it literally. Not that God is present in the court, but that God is present in the mouths of the judges. The judges themselves are called Elohim. Not that the courtroom is called Beit Elohim. But that the judges, and that's why the, the, the expression he added, Hu Yatzdik, Hu Yashir, he was setting himself up for the comment that came later. Why he didn't repeat it and in, in place, I don't know. Uh, maybe, just, maybe just thought he didn't have to since he already made it more or less explicit here. I'm pretty sure it's not explicit enough here that most commentators have in fact, uh, have in fact noticed it. This, of course, is an interesting question which uh, any society deals with because it has to do with how you balance the um, the weight of evidence. Of course, in halacha, the weight of evidence is heavily, heavily weighted in favor of the defendant. In order to convict, you need two witnesses who saw him doing it. There's no circumstantial evidence. There's no decision by the judge as to whose evidence is more uh, more plausible. If two say yes and two say no, that's it. The guy's off. You can't say, I believe these witnesses because they look more honest and these look less honest. There's very little judgment call by the judges. Uh, and so the fact is that it's not easy at all to convict uh, to convict but nonetheless, the question, after all, uh, applies to any system of uh, any criminal system. Uh, what are you more afraid of? Are you more afraid of, of convicting the innocent, which of course is a terrible thing, or are you afraid of releasing criminals onto the streets? Theoretically, everybody will say that it's far worse to convict one innocent person than to let 99 criminals back onto the street. Because it's unjust. The letting criminals out on the street is perhaps unwise, it's perhaps dangerous, 
It's not good for society, but convicting an innocent person is simply, is simply terrible, simply wrong. That's theoretically. Practically speaking, of course, since the assumption is that nobody is infallible, so you have to take a certain chance. And every time they let too many criminals out onto the street, someone's going to complain. And you hear this all the time in, in the newspapers, in, in any, any, you know, complaints about the judicial system that it's overly, um, solicitous of the rights of defendants because they're so afraid they won't convict one innocent person. On the other hand, uh, every now and then you, you find out, recently when they started doing DNA testing in America of old cases, and they started letting people out all the time, and uh, specifically about capital cases where the, the punishment would be death. This has led to a uh, large outcry against the death penalty in general because are you ever 100% sure? And here we have the statement of the Ramban, which he claims is not a statement of Chazal, but Pshat pasuk. It's what the Pasuk means, Kilo Atzidik Rashad. There's no, it's not, it's not a Jewish in that Pasuk. Whether the word Elohim means what Ramban says it, but based on his interpretation of the Remez, of the hint of the word Elohim, this is the, the right Pshat in Kilo Atzidik Rashad. Ramban says that a properly constituted court, this doesn't really help, I don't think this would give any confidence to American criminal courts, but a court of Dayanim Alpi Hadin, who are, as Ramban pointed out in his opening comment to this Pasha, the Mishpatim Asim before them, as interpreted by Chazal to mean before Smuchim, those judges who have authorization, Ish mi pi ish. Not because of Tamidi Chachamim. That's not good enough. To be very, very wise and learned. But you have to have smicha, which is a living link through your Rebbe and his Rebbe and his Rebbe. Ish mi pi ish. Ad Moshe Rabbeinu Shekibel mi Sinai. I think this is undoubtedly part of it. That's smicha. The real smicha. That no longer exists. It was a living link, not just to Moshe Rabbeinu, but to Moshe Rabbeinu to Sinai. That the Ramah makes explicit in Hilchot Sanhedrin that confers upon the person and then the din that he does according to the proper rules the participation literal participation of God in his judgment so again obviously practically speaking I don't think we can learn any conclusions from this about any modern court human beings are of course fallible and then it's clear what the Torah thinks about the the uh, parallel dangers of convicting the innocent or releasing the guilty. Legal rules of evidence are so strict that it's clear that that they're in favor of releasing, you know, better to release the guilty. Uh, the famous statement of Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Ishmael in the Sechet Makot that if we were on the Beit Adin, nobody would ever get convicted. Or the Mishnah says that if they killed more than one person in 70 years, it was known as the murdering court. It was a very heavy uh, weight to, at least in capital cases, to get them off. It's a pasuk in the Torah that says uh, uh, there's a mitzvah to lahatzdik. A mitzvah to look for ways to, to let them off. But, at least theoretically, this amazing statement that if the court is a proper court, if the court is the way the Torah envisioned court should be, who judge in God's name and by God's sanction, 
Remember, this is the first Pasha after Matan Tava. I give you the Tava and fulfill its laws. That such a court is Elohim. It's, it's the presence of God, it's the mouth of God, it's the voice of God speaking. And the Nafkamina is that, notice the Pasuk doesn't say, if we convict somebody, don't worry. I, mean, I think that's implied. But it doesn't, no, no Pasuk says that. <laughs> you know, if they convict somebody, we kill them. Doesn't mean you have to, you know, you, it's true. But the Nafkamina is the other way around. If a court finds somebody innocent, he is innocent. Because God does not acquit the guilty. He might have mercy on them, but He doesn't. Once you're sitting in court, you're guilty. Compare this to the Gemara that says that sometimes people are guilty of a capital crime and they weren't convicted in court for some other reason. For instance, there were no Edim. Nobody saw them. The Gemara says... Those are the people who accidentally fall off roofs. Somebody falls off a roof. He's getting stoned. That's skila. Because he was guilty, just no court convicted him. I think the difference is that there he wasn't acquitted. There was no case. Some people don't get into court. If the court says he's innocent, God said he's innocent. If you don't cut the court, God didn't say you're innocent. You know, when God says, Lord, stick Rashah, that could be Rashi's Pshad is also right. That don't worry, I'll get him. But that's at the Pshad of the Pasuk. It may be a fact. I don't say. I, God doesn't lie. If God says he's innocent, then he's innocent. When the court speaks, they speak in God's name. If you didn't get to court, if there was no case to begin with, so we didn't manage to build a case against you. But if it went to court, and they judged, and they said, this man is not guilty, then this man is not guilty. God does not make mistakes and the Dayanim represented God. I think it's a very it's a very amazing statement about judges. It's a very interesting pshat in the, in the Pasuk later on. And if I may add, I think it casts a new light in the beginning of the Pasuk, which Rashi didn't comment on there at all. The Pasuk that says, Nakibet Sadik Al which is a judicial manner. Don't, uh, when, when do you send people back to court? You don't send people back to court. The beginning of the Pasuk is, Distance yourself from any matter of, of lying. This is used in the Gemara as a general principle. Not only shouldn't you lie, you can't even tell half lies, white lies, uh, justified lies. In, in court matters, lying is totally totally rejected. Can't, can't even be used even for a good purpose. That, that's where the Gemara Shavuot uses it. In light of the Ramban's statement, Kilo Azdik Rasha, I think has a different meaning. When a court speaks, it speaks in the name of truth because God is speaking. There are all sorts of justifications for doing things. Uh, there may be a reason to even acquit a guilty person for other reasons, you know, maybe his mother needs him, maybe it wasn't totally his fault, he feels sorry for him, there are all sorts of possible reasons why you sometimes let somebody off, or, or vice versa. 
But that may be true, and those reasons may really work outside of a court. You're allowed to lie for good purposes. You're allowed to lie to promote peace. But in court, I jumped to the end of the Pasuk, the, the, the judgment, judgment has to be true. That's a lesson for the judges. And the Pasuk says that by God it's always true. So when God sits in court, He, Kavichal, has to say the truth. I don't acquit the the guilty for any reason. Presumably, I believe it's true that I don't convict the innocent either. In this context of court, there's no place for Rachmanas when it comes to truth. And the emet cannot be bent when it's in that context. That's it for today. And as I said, I think we've, we've added a Ramban to Perush Ramban La Torah. This is definitely the Ramban's commentary, although he didn't write it. And if it was up to me, I would write it in the right place, but I'm not going to change my, I'm not going to reprint the Ramban just to uh, forge what I think the Ramban should have written. But we have a net gain today. We've gained a new understanding of Ramban in a particular Pasuk in Parak Chavgimom of Sefer Shmot Mishpatim. We'll be back next week with another session of the Ramban on the next week's Pasha, Ramban on the Torah. This has been Ezra Bick, and you've been listening to KMTT. We hope to hear from, we hope you have more to hear from. We'll hear from you, and you'll hear more from us in the future. Kimitzion, Tetzay Torah, Udvar Hashem Yerushalayim.